0: All right, yes, here we are again. And today we have uh, Bruno Incognito with us too. So uh, let's go. So this week, guys, I've been doing P90X again for the 50th time. And then, like, because I do it during the summer and then I let that shit go uh, during the winter. (laughs) You got to do it at least
1: 90 times, don't
0: you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> coincidentally, while I'm doing this, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about something I saw this week. Um, so I saw a photo of Adele. Did you guys see this shit? No. I did. So Adele's lost over 100 pounds. Bruno, if you can, look it up. I know it doesn't matter all that much. But what I wanted to talk to you about was the controversy in you know quotes uh, about how we're not supposed to talk about this because why? Because she can't sing anymore. Uh, no, because uh, <laughs> we're not supposed to compliment her or deride her for this choice to lose all this weight. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, who cares? God.
0: Yeah, like uh, yeah,
1: well, why is this a thing? Who
2: cares?
0: Because, uh, I guess Twitter, uh, the bastion of all human intelligence, uh, is there's two camps, right? There's um, you shouldn't compliment her because she was beautiful anyway. Or, um, you should. Yeah, that's that's basically the thing. Don't compliment her because she was beautiful anyway, and we shouldn't. Uh...
1: <laughs> okay the uh, the honorable representative uh, would like to speak right now. Uh, yeah, I think the whole thing that people get all worked up about is this thing about beauty there's two there's three sides to it there's beauty and attractiveness and then you can also throw in health, right and one could make the argue that everyone is beautiful right for multitude of reasons pick whatever philosophy or guru you want to follow uh, but that doesn't necessarily make you attractive right and attractive isn't only about physical things other things can also be attractive and I'm sorry if uh you know, yeah, if you don't like someone because they're a little heavy and they got some pudge and they're active, outgoing, together people, then you're shallow. But if you like to go hiking and the person you're with can't get, you know, 50 meters without taking a break, you know, that's not attractive. I'm sorry, it's not. But at the same time, even anything they choose to do to become more healthy and, you know, health is also a balance. It's not about becoming a fucking gym rat or sitting at home. You know, you, you, you find that balance. If they become healthier in their everyday life, then, you know, I guess all I'm saying is you can't just make a rule that's 100%, you know, like judge the situation. If this lady has taken responsible life choices to make herself healthier, then what the fuck's wrong with complimenting her? If she's I think just the, being shallow, like it's it's you know they they want to put everything into a fucking box and say this is what you do all the time, no matter what. Yeah, and it's it's dumb.
0: So I guess I, I guess the reason this whole thing came up is she posted uh, a photo on Instagram um, with no reference to like the drastic weight changes happened. So it was just like you know turning tables, Adele, and then all of a sudden like she's super DJing skinny. Now? No, no, no! Like turning tables. I'm I'm joking. God, I'm gullible. Fuck. So, uh, so yeah, you know. So she, she just out of nowhere posts this picture and doesn't reference the obvious giant weight change to this massive uh, thing happened. So, I guess my opinion on this is that uh, she obviously did this for a reason, right? It it couldn't have been easy. Whether it was for like health or uh, you know physical appearance she posted her, herself on instagram and this you know hey everybody we're all gonna get through this together and um you know she threw it out there i i just want to say like good job you know obviously she set a goal and she did it i just want to say good job you look good you know
1: but i guess that's too maybe much. she's gonna be in a marvel marvel movie yeah <laughs> i don't know you know when people lose a lot of weight they look buff yeah. Usually, land a superhero role. I'm yeah. Just, I'm putting that out there. That's actually it's actually it's actually a good point that Bruno is making though. Well, I
2: mean, uh, I'm talking. It's funny. It's funny when Chris Pratt lost all the weight. When a guy loses all the weight, uh, it's. I think the media and society treat it differently than when women shed a ton of weight. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And and yeah. I think that, I think there's there's different reasons for that. And it's and I don't uh, know. It's, it's, he lost a lot of weight. But he was a pretty thin guy to begin with.
1: Yeah, but I mean, no one, everyone was like, what the fuck's wrong with him? He's going to die. So, man, here,
3: let me let me come at this from being a, uh, you know, a, a relatively thin individual, if you will. Some say skinny. But, uh, man, it's, I, I've dealt with it my entire life. It's like, it's the same, it's the same thing with. Saying somebody's skinny as opposed to saying somebody's fat, you're like commenting on their body shape and their body type. And, like, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't think, I don't think it, to me, there's no, there's no distinction. Calling somebody fat, calling somebody skinny, it's the same thing. You've like made a point of calling out their physique and it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I feel like, Chris, this is something I wanted to bring up with you last time, but I I feel like Ben Shapiro would really have something to say at this time on this specific issue.
2: (laughs) Uh, He actually did, actually. It's funny. He did on Friday.
3: Like Um, this, this is the point that we've come to with like hardcore neoliberalism that it's like you can't say shit about anything, you know, unless unless it's exactly like Bruno said, whether you have to, it's like, it's like one, one thing fits all situations. And like, no, it doesn't. Anyhow.
2: That's effective. That's effectively what he said.
3: Yep. It's my two cents.
2: That it's a dumb, it's a dumb topic to be, to be even touching on right now. Who cares? Okay. You so know, she Todd, lost weight.
1: Todd, when you lose weight, we will compliment you and we Thank will you. notice. Thanks yeah. You and Todd, you when you <laughs> gain weight, I'm
3: still going to call you a fat fuck.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) I'll put up a picture on Instagram and you guys can just tear that shit apart if you want. No,
3: Todd, you're looking looking solid
0: these days, man. I'm I'm actually, uh, this is the lowest you've
3: ever been in life, right?
0: Uh, Not right now, no. No, not right now. But it was for me, uh, and I don't know if you guys are the same, but like, it's it's like every time I talk to my doctor now, I I talked to my doctor last week and he's like, yo, man, uh, I'm going to put you on this different heart medication. And I was like, is it because I'm doing better than the heart medication I'm really <laughs> on or worse. And he's like, shut up, just take it. So it's uh, it's like a combination product. And he's like, uh, yeah, bro, you got to like, start thinking about the future, you know? So uh, that's why. Wait,
2: I'm- I, uh, I got to stop it here. He doesn't tell you why he's changing your medication.
0: No, no. It's, he's uh, just was, like, don't
2: ask any questions.
0: I was joking. I was joking. It's because oh. my, my diastolic uh, blood, blood pressure or yeah, is uh, is too high. So I took this new pill. It's this uh combination pill, telmisartan. And uh Whoa. it like pretty much immediately shot below uh 85. He wanted to see below 85. Oh wow. Yeah. So right now I'm sitting at like uh 121 over a- between 80 and 85, which is Is our- his name Mingale by any chance?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. Does he have any interesting lamps in his office? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, you know what, Bruno, you you might find this interesting because so my grandfather was a uh, prisoner of war in the Second World War and he um him and a couple of guys from his crew started uh, the Prisoner of War Association here in Canada and prompted, you know, there was some already going on in Britain and stuff like that. So they they had a big like kind of worldwide network of all these prisoners of war and anyways um they went over for a reunion i think on the 50th anniversary of the end of the war and uh, they went to germany and they they met up with a lot of like uh, german officers and and people that were running sort of the camps at those times and um believe it or not one of the one of the officers gave them a lamp uh, oh. Yeah, and he brought it, he brought it home. It was, they wanted to donate it to the Canadian War Museum. So they brought it home and it was in our house for like two weeks. <laughs> it was the eeriest thing ever. How's wild. On it. Hmm. Sorry to bring
1: that up. That's kind of a downer.
0: Gus, are you ahead. smoking mad weed right now? I am, I
1: am. get <laughs> <You laughs> happy weed. Happy weed is much better than mad weed
3: loving the loving the covid lifestyle.
1: Oh no. Please tell me that's not a hashtag. It probably is, huh?
3: Covid lifestyle, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, guys, like I saw I went into the hospital this week. Oh my and, god, uh, why? Well, so long story short, I went into CHIO yesterday because my 18-month-old kid took a spill off the front steps and split his head wide open Uh, a couple stitches so that was um one trip but I went into work for to take some photos uh for nursing week of like some of the nurses doing like crazy shit and man like it's uh it's another world in there buddy you know working in there every day over the last three years and now going back to see it under like covid situation it's really like opened my eyes to like you know, when, when we're, when we were there, like before COVID, we'd go for lunch and you'd see your colleagues and you'd go into the labs and you you know, you'd, you kind of doing your thing and, and everything is just like fun and games, but you go in there now and you really realize like, w- this is, this is what these people have trained for their entire lives. Do you know what I mean? And like, it's uh, it's, it's fucking for real. It's not fun anymore.
0: It was like a w five on uh very recently, uh, I think last night. And they were showing, like, uh, people who had been on ventilators for, like, six weeks. Uh, you know, and, not, not, and a bunch of people in, like, the ICU. And they were not old people, you know? It's crazy. No, man. It's, uh, yeah. It's wild. So, Chris, how was your weekend?
1: All uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have, have to yeah. say... Go ahead, Chris.
2: Well, I, I, what I was going to say on this topic that's interesting is that I actually had a... Uh, I, a very uh, intense discussion with a a friend this morning, who I will not name because they'll know that I'm talking about them. And uh, it was not uh, it was not a very productive discussion regarding COVID. And this friend is in the United States, and uh, I was just I was just stating some things that uh, were factual uh, by every account. Uh, and uh, they were just not hearing it, and I was like, I, "Wow, okay." So, like, what's friends, what was friends was with Donald Trump? Trump?
1: <laughs>
2: no, I'm not friends with Donald Trump. But uh, oh, so that's
1: I, not who you're worried about calling out right now? Oh,
2: okay. No, 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 no. I, 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 it was, it was one of those things where one of the things I was saying about what's going on right now is that uh, in the U.S., for instance, in the same way in Canada, we haven't seen an ICU overwhelming yet, which is one thing that they've been very concerned about. And they haven't even seen a hospital overwhelming in in uh, in New York City. Uh, it's been close, but it hasn't technically been overwhelmed. They haven't seen ICUs having to make some of the terrible decisions that they had to. You know, many of the doctors had to make in Spain and in Italy. And anyway, my friend was just like, "No, you're wrong." And I'm like, "Man, I'm not wrong. This is this, this is true." And and they were like, "No, your your facts are wrong." And they also take issue with with uh, with something I was saying about if you're under the age of thirty, the statistical likelihood of you dying from coronavirus is statistically zero, like it's it's extraordinarily low. It's almost like virtually zero. And uh, anyway, all this—the reason I'm bringing this up is like normally this person I talk to is pretty reasonable, fair-minded, and I was like, "Why are you?" I was going like, "Why are you refuting me on these things?" Like you, these are easily these are easily cited and referenced and it's i'm not negating the seriousness of the disease and and, you know but like that's these are factual things that i'm saying they weren't having it and i was just like okay this is a thing now this is like this is like um this is part you know i guess this is an example of this polarizing view on on covid19
1: so do you think it was Thank god
0: it was because of politics because of politics or the media chris
1: i agree on one thing though can we agree mm-hmm. that the moon landing was fake though? Can we, can we get that going? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't looked into it, Bruno. Like what's the deal? Is it? Is it?
1: <laughs> oh, don't go. No, I just, sure. uh, I just figured, you know, we're not going to solve the COVID thing tonight. So <laughs> maybe we should try to solve the moon landing. You know, let's, let's, let's open up. Well, that if one. you
2: want, if, if you want to talk about something more topical, did anybody check out that pandemic thing that was circulating on the internet
1: like, yeah. for the last
2: eight days? Yeah. That's actually, it's actually kind of comparable. Like, like, uh, it's essentially a conspiracy video uh, about COVID-19 and like a lot of people, even on my personal Facebook friends list shared it and were like, this is thought provoking. This is compelling. And then YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, th- th- this thing was fucking removed everywhere. And well, man, I think so I
3: said sore, that at the beginning of the last podcast, I was like, I, I, that was like my view since like day one. I was like, what is it? Man, I, I, I really think that this, this wasn't, it's not an accident it's not a, it's not an occurrence of nature oh, shit. oh my god we opened up this pandora are you serious Cus? uh well like listen i'm 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 like i'm like 49 serious <laughs> that's less than two. that's
2: pretty serious that's like that's, that's fairly serious
3: well man because the thing all. is is that like you know you have to you have to take into consideration that like you know there's a there's a lot of coronaviruses around okay like it's not it's not something that's new it's not something you know, we didn't know about. There's a lot of them around, but different versions. And the fact that this one just happened to like, you know, crawl out of some meat market in like a, one of the most major, you know, majorly populated centers in China is just um, it's a little
1: extraordinary. To be honest.
2: Man, what does that sound? Who is who's banging someone's shackles? Old song. I'm just
1: trying to be. I'm working on some stuff right now. Building a box. I was trying to be productive. I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> that distract you guys? Oh, I didn't realize you could hear that. Shit. <laughs> Bruno, we're in the middle of a
2: podcast. I don't
0: know. Maybe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't While they, you're how at how it, I mean, I... Could,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: didn't they say that um, they've they've very clearly established like not only the animal that this more likely leaped from and and these are like People not affiliated with China. Like what 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 is this thing saying that you guys are talking about? Like is it called pandemic? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna watch this shit. Yeah, it was it was like a planned, a planned epidemic, basically. Is that what they're saying? For
3: what purpose? Like to eradicate sections of the population.
2: I didn't watch it. Is that really what it was?
3: Yeah, make room. Like,
2: yeah. Did you already watch it?
3: Real estate prices it, 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 are ridiculous. It's it's also about like resetting the economy, right? Because we were like well overdue from a major like market crash, and everything was getting out of the, out of control, like to the point, man. I didn't I didn't watch it. Okay, I'm just going to throw it out there that I didn't watch it. So everything I'm saying is just from my own brain. Really, I haven't had any conversations with anybody really about this. But the the thing is, like, you we were way over fucking market crash, and you know everything was getting to the point where interest rates are basically at zero, and You know, inflation is on the rise. Uh, You know, you look at housing prices, it's getting out of control. Nobody can afford anything. We're 170% in debt, you know, the average person. So you need a little reset there. And there was nothing that was going to, like, actually do that. But that's a little insane.
0: Wow. It seems like, um, based on what I know about people and their level, like, the general level of intelligence on the planet, though, it seems like a, a pretty big ask to coordinate that that many people and you know what i mean there's always that question in my mind whenever conspiracies come up is like are people generally really that coordinated enough and smart to pull shit like this off
1: opinion depends how much money you
0: have yeah
3: i, I don't know man i, I don't know anyways I, there, you know we'll never prove it right or wrong but it's it's just fun to think about sometimes
1: have you guys listened to the oh hello podcast
0: uh no Uh, write it down John Mulaney
1: and Nick Kroll have started up again it's pretty hilarious because they're trying to solve Princess Di's murder right now oh god yeah so you know oh my god really yeah it's it's so it's so good it's so hilarious like are you guys familiar with oh hello at all like Gil Faison and John St. that skit no You mean
2: the more tuna?
1: Is that more tuna? Yeah, yeah, too much tuna. Oh, yeah, you showed me that one. Yeah, Yeah, that's hilarious. And Nick Kroll is hilarious. But they basically have this thing about, like, all the podcasts. They're they're making fun of all the podcasts, all the documentaries, these guys trying to solve things that don't need to be solving. they had John Oliver on a couple weeks ago, and then they brought up, like, free association. And it's perfect because he just goes into this whole rant that – is the perfect example of free association because they're talking about England and he starts talking about Limitless and that that was a movie with uh, uh, Bradley Cooper that was made into a television show on NBC, which also had Elementary, which was a remake of Sherlock. And he like gets to this whole long story short, he gets back to Scotland Yard and he's got nothing. But it's <laughs> like pe- people are going to do this forever. People For sure. are going to say that 9 11 was planned. People are going to say that the moon landing was fake, and I guess all I'm trying to wonder is, how is that going to change anything?
3: It's not going to change don't. anything. Won't. No, that's the thing. It so, won't change. So shit. Let's laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I,
2: I don't think know. it's going to change shit.
3: No, it doesn't. <laughs>
2: uh, can I? Uh, can I mention something? I don't know if anybody uh, watches the Clone Wars, but there are new seasons of the Clone Wars.
1: One I new just,
2: season. It's the last season. Oh well, there's I only watched up to season five, and then there, now there's seven seasons right in total. So yeah, they I, just released the newest season. Right, so I'm in the middle of watching that, and uh, apparently Darth Vader shows up at the end. And uh, are, are they just kind of making other seasons of the, Clo- of the Clone Wars, or is that the last? That's the final. No,
1: season? Clone Wars is going to uh, is going to finish. They're also kind of bringing back Silkatano. And Casil uh, what's her name? Rosario Dawson. Uh, is going to be in The Mandalorian season two, right? Yeah, she's going to play uh Asilka Katano in season two. So they're sort of, okay. you know, finishing that off. They're also talking about, uh, what's his name? Um, who's the main creator there? I can, I can never remember his name. He's got an Italian last name. He's always wearing these, like, Indiana Jones hats. He's, like, the main developer and producer of oh. all the animated shit like they're basically grooming this guy to be like the equivalent uh what's the guy the ceo of marvel kevin feige yeah they're basically grooming him to be like the kevin feige of of star wars right because they want to just have all this tie-in stuff and apparently kenobi got canceled i don't know if that's long-term or mid-term but yeah was that
2: like a live action show in disney plus like that was going to be the follow-up to
1: yeah. yeah. it was like, it was supposed to be a mini series with Ewan McGregor. Uh basically I it was never really clear what it was gonna be exactly, but you would assume that it, you know, it would be the Kenobi Detective Agency on Tatooine or something stupid like that. I don't know. The they probably Kenobi realized it was true. <laughs> they probably realized it was too hard to write without causing problems. Like if they had any good ideas, it would like this guy can't draw attention to himself. Like it would have to be all this really You know, underground stuff that would never get back or never reveal his position, because nobody knows where he is or if he's even alive. So that's probably why they they abandoned it. But who knows?
2: Listen, I got to be honest. This this week has been a particularly productive week for me for finding uh, really obscure, interesting things to
1: watch on YouTube. With Um, people wearing clothes or people not wearing clothes.
2: People wearing clothes. Uh, I fair enough. uh, I I think I'm going to mention this to you, Bruno, earlier (laughs) in the week. But uh, I discovered this British show called "Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away." Oh yeah. And then another another British show called "Living Off the Dole," and and so I started I started like kind of looking into this. And there's there's a um, a studio that is kind of uh, it's affiliated with the BBC. That does these really interesting reality TV shows that are fairly conservative. So, like the campaign will take it away is all about like the high court. It's when something elevates from the civil court to the high court in England. They'll just they'll they'll send their debt collectors and they'll just take shit from your house. They don't give a shit.
0: You love and these the guys. Just, repo, repo shows acres. Eh, you love repo love shows. Them. You love like bar restorations. You
2: don't- I love bar rescue. I love repo shows. But the, human the funny suffering. thing about these, yeah, human <laughs> suffering generally. Um, the funny yeah. thing about these shows in England, though, is that like I, I would have assumed England is a pretty progressive, liberal country that they would have laws to prevent stuff from, like this from happening. But these these guys just—you guys got to check this out. These debt collectors just show up, and they're the most polite people on earth, and they're like, they just go into people's homes, and they call that peaceful entry. And then they go, uh, "Hi, you know," they're like, "Oh, you owe you owe a debt of." It's always like a ridiculous amount, like you know, like forty six thousand pounds, and it's like, and the, and the people are always like, "What?" Like you know, and it's always like some gas bill or like you know a bunch of parking tickets or something like that, and then they just immediately go to like, uh, "Can that you they pay now?" Yeah, they they, they, they just plainly state it, and 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 the debt the debtees are always like, "This is insane, I'm not paying it," and they're like, "Okay, fine, we'll just start removing shit from the house," and then they do, then they're just kind of like. All right, they start taking an inventory of everything in the home. Like, here's some jewelry, here's some gold teeth, here's a Samsung television, a bunch of cell phones, and then they'll take your car. They'll, like, they'll go up and down the lane and start calling like headquarters to determine
1: if they what they call finance on the car.
2: Anyway, it's it, a highly entertaining show.
1: All I know is if you have gold teeth and you're not in debt, fuck I want to read your book.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: you're doing something right. <laughs>
0: I'm
2: telling you, this is a, this is a show worth checking out, though, because it's it's extraordinarily well done. And then and then the other show is called Living Off the Dole, and it's just people who live on social assistance, and they're just they're they're pissed off about having about being on social assistance. And I just watched this episode this afternoon where the guy's like, "This is exactly what he said." He's like, oh, "I hate the fact I'm on the dole. I'm on social assistance. I haven't worked in twelve years." But here's the thing. I just have to sell my ass, smoke all this weed all month, and the government's <laughs> going to pay me twenty five hundred pounds of money. I don't have any incentive to go out and get bricklayer work. He goes, he's a bricklayer, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, man, this is a serious conundrum this guy's in. He's he like is addicted to marijuana, and he's in a rent controlled wow. flat, he's like in West season London.
1: Season oh season season he's, totally,
2: season he's season. A totally he's totally he's totally addicted to marijuana. And he goes, I spend uh, probably about half of my check on weed. And then I still have enough money left over to pay my rent, get groceries, and get my dog food. And the guy's just living his life. No. And he's like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm irritated and I'm depressed, but it's just like a cycle. That's what he
1: is. He's depressed. He's not addicted. No one's addicted to marijuana. People are depressed.
2: Well, I'm pretty sure Snoop Dogg is addicted to marijuana.
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> marijuana is a mental addiction, it's not a physical addiction.
2: No, it's not a physical addiction, but this guy cannot get out of the cycle of just yeah. sucking up the government teeth.
0: So he's basically saying, like, it's, he has this shit like figured, figured out. Of yeah, He has this no, shit figured no. out, like, to a science. So they he doesn't have to work. So they need, he needs some incentive to work.
2: But he's, unha- well, he's unhappy with the fact that he his life is pretty cushy, and he doesn't have to work.
1: <laughs> no, he, he, like, has to take a pay cut, almost, to work. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, see, I guess you could look yeah. at it that way.
3: What kind of situation are you in where you're like, you have to take a pay cut to go to work? No, man. That's just a personal Good. pride thing it comes down to.
1: No, there's a lot of people that are in situations like that. By choice, they figure out that they, you know, like, you know, you, you see it more often than you think. But, uh, you know, why do you think some of these guys have like uh, – they have like seven kids. They pump out seven kids because they can make more money with seven kids than they yeah, can. Yeah, that's that's kind of insane.
2: All I know is on this show there was one, not on the the government dole show, but on the campaign. We'll take it away. I gotta send you guys the link. It's uh this one. It's a, it's an American screenwriter who's living in in, in London, and he owes a ten thousand pound debt on a rental card that he returned with damage, and the high court made it made or like made a judgment. And they and the guys, uh the, the guy's name is Dell. He's one of the debt collectors, and he always goes in with Max, his partner. And he's like, Sir, we have got this debt today. We take charge cards, we're gonna start, we're gonna have to remove goods. And the screenwriter's like, Do you know who I am? And they're like, No, but you're obviously not British. And he's like, No, I I wrote the screenplay to fright night. <laughs> he wrote the screenplay <laughs> to fright night, and like this other this other movie called The Eliminators, which was like kind of a um, a movie that was like it was kinda of like the Justice League, I guess, back in the eighties. Does, does anybody remember this movie? The Eliminators?
1: I must have eliminated my memory of it.
2: <laughs> somebody somebody has to IMDB it. It was called The Eliminators.
1: The Eliminators,
0: okay.
2: And there was about the Mandroid. Anyway, this guy was broke. That's where I'm going with this.
1: <laughs> yeah. The uh, so did I'll you uh, Chris? Were you ever able to watch Kingdom of Heaven? Uh, Didn't
2: Are you still not watching? Nope, it? no, because oh. I need the Blu-ray player. Oh, that's right, that's right. Oh. Yeah, <coughs> which means I got <coughs> gotta get it off of
1: you. Okay.
2: If you still want uh, uh, to give it to me. You
1: know, before all this lockdown stuff happened, I got to go to Toronto and I got to see uh, 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 Tim and Eric. How was that? That was, that was pretty crazy. You know, uh, the crowd was probably the most interesting thing because there was all kinds of people there. Like everyone from like guys that you would expect to be at like a Jay and Silent Bob, fucking uh, reunion to some, you know, middle-aged people. And of course, you know, the hipsters that wanted to show their, their comedy cred. And, uh, the show was pretty. The show was pretty wild. Like they, they did all kinds of crazy stuff. They weren't as crazy as some of the previous things, but uh, you know, like uh, they kept us waiting outside for a while, and it was freezing that night. And I'm pretty sure it was a joke, just to like
2: with people. Gus Todd, do you guys watch Tim and Eric? Do you know what Bruno's talking about?
0: Uh, only what Bruno showed me when we were at uh, his
1: place there. No. What is it, Gus, Do you know what it is? No.
2: They're uh, Canadians. It's very funny.
1: Yeah, the uh, you ever seen any show that ends where the guy's like absolutely as like the production credit mm, no. on Adult Swim or anything like that?
0: All Gus watches is like drug documentaries and <laughs> <laughs> anything with skiing. That's all he watches.
1: Uh, yeah. No. no, I've been watching Ozark. Oh. There's water skiing in Ozark. <laughs> is, is Ozark good? Uh, it has its moments.
3: Yeah, it's okay. Okay. You know, I have a problem with TV, with TV series. I, I can't. I can't seem to have the attention span to watch them. You know, like in their entirety. I can't do it. So I don't. Uh, why? Much. I don't know. I don't know. I just lose. I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, I get to the end of it. I'm not. I don't like all the drama and the character development. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> just rather than blow up shit or stab
0: people. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, just watched, um, so, I just watched two films on uh, Prime Video. Number one was the Jay and Silent Bob reboot.
1: Oh, I watched that, yeah.
0: I was kind of disappointed, frankly, to be honest with you.
1: It, Why? Yeah, it, it's exactly what it's, they say it is. They're yeah. trying to make this commentary on reboots and they literally make a reboot. It's not shot for shot, but like the story, it's the same thing. They're remaking... Uh, Buntman and Chronic they're going to Hollywood to stop them from doing it and you know they they run into the same thing but yeah it, it's, it's a complete it's a complete remake. I also found it, it
0: it looked not that I usually care about this because you know Clerks didn't look that high budge but it looked seriously sort of low budge and and uh, kind of like I don't know not good production on it I find.
1: Oh yeah, this was just an excuse to get uh, Harlequin some screen time, Jay some screen time, yeah, and for Silent Bob or for uh, um, why can't I think of his name? Silent Bob there, uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith to show off the fact that he's lost, you know, uh, more weight than he weighs now. Yeah. So, yeah, but we shouldn't we shouldn't say anything about it though. Oh
0: yeah, don't say anything. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I'm saying definitely it. don't. He's already said a bunch of shit about it, which is hilarious. He's like, he
1: had a
2: heart attack though. He had like he was like, yo, I almost died. So they yeah. even like
0: you know they crack jokes in there about how uh, there's a whole bunch of references to his life. You know, they go to a counter and they try to get a flight somewhere, and uh, you know the incident where they tried to charge him for two seats on a plane because of his weight. That was in the movie. Like I don't know. I just I didn't find it that funny to be honest with you. There was that. And I watched uh, John Rambo showed up on there. Watch that again. Oh, I
2: watched that. <laughs> I watched that on your recommendation, Todd. That movie was extraordinarily gory.
1: It yeah, was pretty,
0: it? like pretty hilariously gory, actually. Man, when he uh, breaks this uh, guy's collarbone with his thumb, uh-huh.
1: the fact or that he like
0: do it, he, he, he like, oh, my God. he like, spoiler alert, tears a dude's heart out is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Tears it
1: out. He he carves it out. Yeah. It's pretty you're like, sure you're not thinking about Indiana Jones right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's Molaro. No, but that that was also <laughs> The be-
2: the best part of like, you know what? It's funny that movie is not aged well at all because no, when I was a kid, Temple of Doom. I, Temple of Doom is not age well. When I when I oh man, kid,
1: shut your mouth.
2: That informed my reference for what I thought was going to be Indian cuisine, and my friend said was-
1: <laughs> no no, right Sikh. first of all, it was Sikh cuisine. All right, whatever. Yep. whatever yeah,
2: whatever it was. I I went. My friend Shred already, who was a nice guy. He's like, "Hey, would you like to come over for dinner one time?" And I was like, "Fuck you! I'm not coming to your place. You're <laughs> Chim- going to be serving monkey brains, monkey brains, and They're delicious." Bowls. Oh my god! I was like, "I'm not coming." Keeps so su- them snake surprise
1: <laughs> hey,
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was that? <laughs> Where they I mean, cut they cut open the belly of the snake and all. Yeah, the- and there's like,
1: and eels like eels in it. And uh, stuff? Yeah. So That's good. Video. It's, it's I did, All it. I remember is when I was a kid, my neighbor and I would rewind the scene after he eats the beetle. Like he scrapes out the beetle and he burps. Oh yeah. And we thought that was the oh, yeah. funniest <laughs> shit. We were like seven, and we thought that was the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. And we would just like, you know, we sit there rewind it. One time we almost fucked up the tape. Hey kids, you remember tapes? No, you don't. Oh, yeah. if you're listening, and you're not above the age of thirty. But uh, you know. And we like almost fucked up the tape and we were like panicking. And then we decided to record it onto another one so that we wouldn't fuck it up because we kept watching it. On. It was the funniest thing in the world.
0: So, Bruno, what do you think, man? They're going to make another Indiana Jones. What's your opinion on that?
1: Okay. What? Give me the premise of this. What is no another one Indiana Jones? Is.
0: No one knows. Shia LaBeouf? I doubt it, but it's, it's getting made. So, uh, just not knowing anything, do you think they should make any, another one? Not while Harrison Ford's still alive. So you think it should be um, uh, like a new Indiana Jones sort of thing?
1: Well, like, what are they going to do now? You know, are they going to continue? Uh, like, Crystal Skull, like, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, Lucas is good with concepts. He's good with creating this stuff. But, you know, he's obviously lost touch. Crystal yeah. Skull. Like you can't take Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett is so good yeah. in everything, you know, and somehow they made her terrible in that. And I don't blame her for any of it. No. It was, it was terrible. And, you know, it was, it was like Star Wars. It was like the prequels or yeah. the first, you know, it was, we're just going to throw a bunch of CG and you know what Spielberg really loves Shia LaBeouf, so we'll throw him in there too. which he could have been good. You know, they just needed more time for him to detox, I guess. I just found it was hokey. Like it, would, it didn't really. It,
0: it was just an homage to before. Instead of being like a film on its own, it's kind of like it was like we're old and fucked now. Like here's our story. You know,
1: like, well, that, that was p-
0: part of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I just thought. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just. the reason why I think they should is I think they should kind of go I I don't know if you ever watched them but there was the young Indiana Jones oh yeah man for sure so um, you know when they had Harrison Ford on there and he was missing an eye and he had a beard like the aged Indiana Jones it it wasn't Harrison Ford Ford.
1: yeah yeah no it was some actor let me go in here some old man Oh, well, here, let me see. Harrison Ford on young Indiana Jones. Because this is the thing they abandoned Indiana Jones, which I thought was weird, is that he he lived, like, he kind of, he, he never became immortal, but in the show, like, if you looked at the time frame and everything else, he was supposed to have, like, aged slower. You know, he lived way longer than a person normally would, and he aged at a... At a you know, at a much slower rate. Kind of like Green Mile style? Maybe, sure. You know,
0: <laughs> I suck out the bad. Okay, sorry. I'm get you're right. I'm getting mixed up. That was an old dude. But the old dude was missing an eye. Yes. Harrison did appear on it, though, as a 50-year-old. So I guess we're past that time now. He appeared as a 50-year-old Indiana Jones on the show in a cameo. Uh, let's see here.
2: Did it
0: really? Yeah. Hmm. But I see the picture of the old dude here. So yeah, the old dude, Okay, it says, uh, bottom row, Harrison Forge, and it was George Hall who portrayed Dr. Henry Indiana Jones uh, old as fuck. But he did make an appearance as a 50-year-old Indiana Jones in a cameo on the show. In one episode, a 50-year-old indie played by Harrison Ford is reminis- seen reminiscing Ah, uh, yeah. So, anyway, it would be cool if they could kind of wrap that up. You know, how did he lose his eye? What's the deal? But again, what is he going to look for? You know, what? It, what? I think that's what it depends on. It, it, a lot of it depends also on what they're looking for. You know,
1: it was probably a space cat that scratched his face that made him lose <laughs> his eye <laughs> <laughs> due to an infection. Real tough style, of shit. Yeah. You know?
0: Chris, what do you think? You think you should do it
1: again?
2: Uh, I don't know, man. I I feel like Indiana Jones is one of those one of those franchises that I it's it's, it's like kind of played out now. Like I don't know if it has legs anymore. You know? Oh,
1: oh, sorry. You know? No, no, they, they made a mistake. There was a misstep. There was a misstep, no doubt. Yeah. But like you know, Alan Quartermain is great. Except the movies are terrible doesn't mean that you should like stop reading any of the Alan Quatermain books or anything like that or not try to make the movie again. But, so uh, did
0: you see all those Bruno like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Alan, Alan Quatermain in <laughs> the Lost City of Gold? Yeah, no, and I saw all of those. King Solomon's Mines and all those like King, like they were all terrible, but they were good. Like they, uh, they were entertaining, you know. It's, the,
1: the movies were terrible. Yes. Right? They were, you know, it's like saying I love Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica was just trying to cash in on Star Wars, and yeah. Quartermain was just trying to cash in on Indiana Jones, but the, uh, well, actually, maybe not one of them might have been made before Indiana Jones, but uh, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't make something good from the essence of it. You know, look what they did with Battlestar Galactica. I loved yeah. the, the new uh, series. The new series was Extremely really good. well done. Yeah. You know? Um, it just... Concepts, uh, a great concept can be terrible with bad writing, and a terrible concept can become good with some decent writing. You know? It's... Uh,
0: I just think that it, it because of how much I love the first three movies, like, I think they should do another one, make it good, and then just
1: shut it down, you know? But with Harrison Ford playing an elderly Indiana Jones, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Sh- I, I see Somebody's got to take the
2: mantle though. Somebody's got to assume like. like well, Shia LaBeouf was, was the-
1: supposed to do it. He was supposed to pick up the mantle as like the new young Indiana Jones. But the other thing too, which you forget is the fifties. The fifties is too, it's too late. Yeah. Right. We know too much about the world. Yeah. Uh, the, like that's the magic of it being in like the 30s is the world was still pretty fucking big at that time. Right? It was that magic it was that magic period where we had the technology to achieve certain things but we still hadn't discovered everything and there was still some mystery in the world. Yeah. You know in the atomic age that shit went away real fucking fast. Yeah, that's you know? true. Eh? So like what would they do? <laughs> They have to hey, go in back in the '70s, to the '30s. They have to go back to the '30s or the '40s. What he's going to have sexual discoveries in the '70s? That's about the only thing they were discovering back then. Yeah, you know that and drugs, which means Gus, you might you might be very interested in that sequel.
3: <laughs> you know, but anyway, man, when when did I get the drug references all the time?
2: <laughs>
3: I don't I,
1: I don't get it. It's a, it's a bit. We're just we're riffing, all right. We're riffing. All right.
3: Okay. <laughs> <Don't fight it. laughs> I'm just gonna mute myself while I haul off my bong here.
1: <laughs> the atomic bong. <laughs>
2: Take your bong and shove it, guys. I watched Rumble in the Bronx last night, nice. and uh, wow. it was uh, it was I loved it. I have to be honest, so I, I really I loved that movie, and I was kind of feeling the famine on the fact that this was the movie that really broke Jackie Chan in North
1: America. Yeah, I um, yeah. also broke he his crotch going through that ladder. I remember watching <laughs> that like a hundred times, him just trying to jump through that ladder and fucking up. Like oh, and there didn't he jump from like the hovercraft
0: to like a part of a bridge and break his ankle or something? Or am I messing broke up?
2: Broke his ankle, he has a permanent hole in his head from this other movie he did. Um, did you yeah. watch did
0: you watch the, uh, uh, like the, all the footage of him and his stunt team like like just there's a scene At where the he end goes you
2: mean?
0: no no no. there's a scene uh just generally with jackie chan's stunt team there's a scene where one of his crew goes through the window of a double decker bus did you see that oh. it's like it, there's all these scenes where jackie chan is basically like how he survived is is beyond me i have no idea I've seen that one with the ladder though, that Bruno was talking
3: about. That's like pretty vicious, man. Cause like, you oh, know, yeah. if you grew up at all. You're getting really hurt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I I just think it's funny that you know, Ralph Macchio really went after him for playing me for taking like Miyagi or that, you know, the equivalent of the Miyagi role. And that was probably his best performance. You know, the movie in itself wasn't the best, but I thought he fucking killed it as like the, the mentor. The mentor in the new karate kid like he he, you know he had some chops in that movie he really gave it everything in terms of uh acting
0: i only saw that one once but yeah i don't remember i I thought he
1: was all right yeah i he he was real good when he was like talking about his kid and all the other stuff i was like oh you know give this guy a chance he's more than just you know roundhouse kicks (laughs) Did, did you guys watch the foreigner no, not yet, but it's always been on one of my lists of things to, to watch. You know, yeah. that's the one with Pierce you know, Brosnan, right? Yeah.
2: You know what else I watched this week, guys? I watched the movie Rapid Fire with Brendan Lee. Does anybody remember this movie?
1: All I remember uh, I know is, of it. Go ahead. It was great. Awkward, awkward pause.
0: <laughs> you, all no
2: okay. Has seen anybody it. seen the movie?
0: No, just seeing like the case with Brendan Lee on it at another video store at Walkley, or- and <laughs> so, McCarthy and Polanka. That's, That's the guy Western got shot, era. right?
2: That's the guy who was the crow who act- yeah, he got- yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm, got- I'm just, crazy. I'm
1: just fucking with you.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Anyway, uh he's
1: dead. Yes. Uh, which crow movie sequel did you think was the worst? And which one do you think was the best? The one with Edward Furlong was the worst.
0: (laughs) I haven't seen the one with Edward Furlong, but I will say that one as well. (laughs) It is awful. It's really bad. Have you guys seen pictures of, like, what Edward Furlong looks like now? Uh, No, but I'm (laughs) going to look it up as we speak. Look it up. Jesus Christ! Oh, my God! (laughs) Did you search Edward Furlong
1: 2020? The guy's like crack out. Man. Yeah. Hey man, Some, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Oh, here we go. Oh, fuck. Wow. He, he looks don't...
2: like he did, he's doing a lot of math.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, remember, remember Norman Reedus in Blade 2? Yes, he should have played John Connor. <laughs> yeah, he, he totally reminds me of like Norman Reedus in Blade 2.
1: Who is Nor- Who's who is that again? To do the He's plays, Daryl on The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got the He's glasses. The boon-
2: he was one of the Boondock Saints.
1: Yeah, but I'm just trying to remember in, in Blade Two who who uh, which role he uh, he played. Uh, what was Actually, this is, this is a little bit of a full circle we're making here because Norman Reedus was
2: in Boondock Saints. And the other guy that was in Boondock Saints.
0: Young Indian Jones. What was his
2: name? Sean? No, yeah, it's right. Sean Patrick, Patrick Flannery. Somebody. Yeah,
1: he, he looks terrible. Sean Patrick Google Flannery looks. looks terrible too? Oh, yeah. He looks like he's been taken out back and beat with a fucking cross-peen hammer. <laughs> yes.
2: Man, he also was powder, but he's he has definitely had some work.
1: Yeah. Him he and Yuki Rourke are in the uh, I Used to Be Pretty club.
2: Yeah, exactly, he looks like Kenny Rogers. Like, <laughs> okay, that's probably insensitive, <laughs> that's but like,
0: I'm actually, just, I'm, actually oh. <laughs> okay. I'm just remembering Chris. Chris, remember when you shaved your head, like completely shaved your head, and you looked like mm-hmm. powder? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, sorry. Um, Kenny Rogers oh. knew when to uh fold him, huh? Hey, what's that? Just- I'm just saying he decided to check out just at the right time. He missed a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. He knew when Fuck to them. A
2: bunch of celebrities did. A bunch of people just checked out the right yeah, time. Yeah, but there's
1: not a good joke with the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sort of play. It sort of plays into his uh his brand. You know, he's like all right, a- fine. That's fair. It's a fair point.
2: Yeah.
1: Guys, did Mimi Rogers die? What?
2: No, did she? No, she didn't. Uh, I thought she did sorry. I was
1: like, holy fuck, man. How'd she, she die? Was Tom in- Cruise have her killed or something? She used to be hot. Remember her? She used to be smoking hot. She yeah. used to be married yeah. to Tom Cruise. Yeah, but she was considerably older than he was. Mm. In the, fur, the 80s, he was. Yeah,
0: she was. Let's all search Mimi Rogers 2020 and see what's up.
2: Hey, she doesn't look bad.
1: Sagging boobs. Sagging. Oh, my God. <laughs> She was still showing them for a while. That's me. Good honor. Good honor.
0: Yeah, you know what though? She still looks pretty good, man.
1: Yeah, of course she does. If you can stay away from the fucking drugs in Hollywood, you know, there's enough doctors there to keep anyone young.
2: You know who looks great is Yasmin Bleef. Remember from Baywatch?
1: Yeah. The one that had like one line per episode. Did you get any? Uh,
2: so? No, sorry. No, 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 sorry. I was looking at old picture. I think she, <laughs> oh. no, really, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I don't mean this as a joke. I, I was like, Hey, she looks pretty good. And I thought it was a new picture, but no, she's, uh, she's, she's up there. She's, uh, you know, she's like 55 years old and Man, she's. Was...
3: Carmen, Carmen Electra was just in that Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix. You should Google her. Uh, Why? Carmen
2: Electra.
3: really looks better than she does when she was like on Baywatch.
1: Really?
0: I don't know. It's just my opinion. Hey, Chris, I want your opinion on this. And this also brings us back to the beginning of the episode. Search, oh, okay. search Nicole Eggert 2020.
2: Okay. Nicole Eggert 2020. Okay. She looks pretty good. Okay. Okay. Todd, I want you to search Brian Abrams 2020.
1: Are you guys following along at home? I hope you are, because all we're doing is searching girls from the past. Brian feel Abrams, free to grab feel Brian, free to grab your computer and entertain yourselves at the same time.
2: Well, we're, we're not. I'm sorry. I know you're building a box over there, but like you should also jump in this Google, Bruno. Bruno, you should, I want you to I want you to Google Brian Abrams from Color Me Bad. Do you guys remember Color Me Bad?
0: Yes. Okay.
2: This this is another thing I learned about while. Uh, this week.
1: Uh, Brian, Brian
2: Abrams assaulted one of the other members of Color Me Bad when they got back together for a tour. And uh,
0: he fucked a bunch Oh of my god. He looks like the dude from Smash Mouth now. What the fuck happened?
2: <laughs> yeah, man. He uh, What man, he happened beat to him? He beat the shit out of Mark Calderon, who was who's the Spanish guy. Who looked like was he
0: the guy that looked like Kenny G?
2: No, no. That was Kenny G. This is the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kenny G. Oh, my God. This is the other guy. There was Who was in Color Me Bad? It was fucking Brian Abrams, George Michael, Kenny G, and then fucking uh, Maxi Priest.
3: In Color Me Bad? Maxi
2: Priest. No, no, it, wasn't, no. it wasn't at all. Oh, my God. This, it was like Booker T from NWA. It was ridiculous.
0: Wow oh my it's, god chris is that what you do you just like look up fucking "Color me bad <laughs> i'm sorry
1: it's a free association I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> i played a lot of
2: "Color me bad this week sir my wife was like holy shit this is like this is fucking it's okay, bad." So let
3: me let me ask you this chris i know you're you're on you're on some social media bruno i don't know about you and i know Todd not, is really, not no. on facebook and shit but You've probably seen this like going around where people are like, "Oh, I tag you into name like top ten most influential albums or some shit." Chris, you seen that?
2: Uh, yes, I uh, and I know you're taking part of it because you sent us
3: your album. Yeah, well, I'm 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 on day two now, but I'm thinking about day three, and it's kind of
0: weird. I don't know. Is it this Gus? Dap,
2: dap, Yeah. Stop,
3: stop.
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: Wow, that was that's really good, Todd. Yeah. What, what? So, are you asking everybody what their influential records are?
3: Yeah, like I, I would really, I would love to ask Todd. I think Todd would have a really interesting one.
1: I'm curious what? about
3: Bruno's influential record. Yeah, me so, too.
1: Like for uh, my personal growth, or what? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, like,
3: that, that, that just yeah, had an influence on you. A,
2: re- a record that was responsible for your moral development.
1: Just the first record you went to? Um, smash. Vulgar, vulgar display power. <laughs> what did you say? Smash. Uh, no, I was I was just going to joke for a minute there because um, I don't know, man. That's that's hard to say. Like uh, we actually get. You know, t- when I was really young, all I really listened to were the Beatles because my dad like introduced me to like '50s music and the Beatles. And but in terms of on my own, oh, that's that's really that's really fucking tough to say. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. I'm sorry, man. Hmm. Chris, what would you say, Angel Lacker? No, my Blue my the,
2: my my first oh, influential um, record Blue leg? was uh Big shiny Tunes one. That was probably. It's the most influential record. Not, not rock. School.
1: Not uh, jock. Uh, jock rock. Uh, jock jams. <laughs> jams. 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 Ninety-four. <laughs> You're a real jock, Chris, aren't you? Oh yeah, totally. Total jock.
2: Yeah. Um, mm. I would. Uh, you know, I my actual first big record was uh, Faith by George Michael. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was Faith by George Michael. Um. Also, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses was another one.
0: Um, what was the first, the first tape, I guess it would be, that you ever purchased with your own money?
2: Rio by Duran Duran.
1: Wow. Okay, Bruno. Uh, I got 10 CDs for 10 cents from <laughs> Columbia. Columbia House. And from that, it was probably 10. The, Pearl, from Jam. Pearl Jam. Okay, that, yep. Uh, that sort of, like... That was one I really, really, like the more I listened to it, the more I started to like the songs that weren't the ones that people were telling me I should like. And that was really because it was right on the heels of me listening to uh, uh, a buddy gave me a a recorded uh, cassette of uh, uh, you got to keep them separated. Why can't I think of their name right now? Offspring. Offspring, yeah. It gave me a copy of uh, Offspring and that was the first album that I listened to that was like real contemporary music and wasn't like a classic. And the subject matter wasn't the music I enjoyed, but it was really the subject matter that really kind of was like, oh, there's there's the world out there that's not just rainbow sunshine and lollipops and like good times. You know, someone's going to talk about fucked up shit and that, you know, that's where... I, it, that opened up my eyes and then, yeah, I really enjoyed Pearl uh, jam probably yeah, 10. 10 was probably the first one for me. Good pick Gus.
0: What's that? What's your pick? First, first. thing you ever bought with your own money. Oh man, this is going to be embarrassing. Um, Pet shop
3: boys. I, I can distinctly remember. <laughs> so I actually looked this up yesterday because I, I, I wanted to do my 10 records on Facebook to be like in chronological order. So I went back as far as No Jacket Required by Phil Collins. Yes. So That's great. <clears throat> prior to that, though, <clears throat> I was just in my mom's basement and I went through our like old tape collection and I noticed that it was Whitney Houston. It was like her first album with like, I just want to dance with somebody or whatever it was. Yep. Yeah. And that was, that was the first album I bought ever with my own money. I distinctly remember I was in like, Sam the Record Man on Young in Toronto. And my mom was like, you can have one tape. And the song was playing. And I was like, what's that? And she was like, oh, that's Whitney Houston. And I went to the rack and I bought it. All right, <laughs> let's check out the, uh,
0: okay, it was a single. So that was 87. And she's in like a white uh, tank top or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. it's a good one. The first thing that I ever purchased, not that anyone asked, was, you guys a laugh. The album It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. (laughs) Yeah, Easy Rock, man. Released in nineteen eighty nine, I think it was, I believe. Oh no, it was eighty-eight. It was released in nineteen eighty eight and it picked it up at Billings Bridge. (laughs) What was the fucking that that music store at Billings Bridge? Is it still there? No. It would not die. No, there's no music stores anymore, man. Well, I mean, there are still some, but don't
1: they just no, sell like, movies
0: now and shit?
1: Songbird, Songbird's uh, shutting down their store.
0: Okay, it's
1: horrible. They're going to go online and do pop-ups and stuff. I was listening to that the other day on uh, the local radio. How and Birdman Sound? closed yeah, Birdman? Down. Sorry, yeah, not Songbird.
2: Birdman, Birdman. yeah, not, yeah. Songbird's the music store, but, but or the musical instrument store. But Birdman Sound closed down on their. Yeah, you're right. But that's like a big fucking deal, man. They, they've been around for like 20 years.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he's not, he's not shutting down completely. He's just closing the store. Yeah. But, you know, what, you yes. know what's weird, exactly. man? Like, automation
3: has basically, like, changed the music industry. Because, like, he doesn't... He has this huge catalog of, like, albums and shit that, you know, he could, he could just sell online, like, automatically. He actually wouldn't have to,
0: like, do anything. It's horrible. It's crazy. What do you guys think about that? You think
1: there'll still be malls in 20 years? But, see, that's context, all right? Because we're going back to the way things used to be. People forget that the Sears catalog and the Eden's catalog. Yeah, man. That's how everything was done for years. It just was done in person. You went to the fucking post office or the corner store that had the affiliated, uh, uh, contract that ordered the stuff in and you went through the catalog and you ordered shit and it showed up in a week or two. You know, uh, what was that other place? Consumers. consumers, uh, consumers. (laughs) Yeah. You know, shit like that. So, like, yeah, it's put on a computer, but there were not department stores everywhere. You, ha- you had centralized. Like, that's the craziest thing about Sears is that they were set up for this industry. All they had to do was digitize it, and they couldn't manage that. There were such fucking dinosaurs. But that had been their entire, their entire history had yeah. been uh, mail order.
0: Yeah. All the dry cleaners. This is your Sears pickup.
1: Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, that's what's so stupid about what happened there. Okay. Uh, back to the Sam the Music Man, I remember the first actual CD I got, like in 93 or something like that, because I got a CD player from my godfather, like a boombox CD player. And we went there, and my dad, I didn't know what I wanted to buy, and my dad bought me Battle of the Hell 2. A uh, meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, meatloaf. It was, actually, like, it was actually a decent album. I still have it. But yeah, everyone has that.
0: Does everyone? Does every one of us have a copy of that record somewhere? I, I have I, one yeah. and two.
1: But another guy who lost weight, right? Yeah, his name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking crazy now, man. Who meatloaf for me? Uh, meatloaf. Meatloaf is
2: totally nuts.
1: Yeah. In Project Mayhem, you don't have a name, but when you die, you regain your name. <laughs>
2: I told somebody this week that Meatloaf was Eddie and Rocky Horror, and they didn't believe me. And I was like, just watch really? it.
1: Really? Okay. Really? Yes. No. The truth is, nobody's seen that movie. Everyone pretends. Rocky Horror is like one of those movies that everyone pretends that they've seen, but they haven't seen it. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, I love it. And I was like, really? Like you, you go to the theater on Halloween and watch it with all the fucking weirdos. You've never fucking seen
0: it. So, like, my mom and and Gus and Chris know this about her. Is like pretty much a massive hippie at heart, and like she loves that shit. So I've seen it multiple times, but you're right, only by association. I made no effort to see it. It was just played in my house all the fucking time, soundtrack all the fucking time, and like it, it was it was just absorbed. Like, yeah. peripherally, you know?
1: That, that's how I know people don't have never seen it, because you're out, and, like, the Time Warp will come on, and then I'll be like, oh, I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? And these are people <laughs> yeah. that I know for a fact have told me they've seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was like, mm, okay, so you're a fucking liar. Like, they had no idea it was a fucking musical. They're like, oh, I just thought it was Transvestites and, you know, uh, Timothy uh, Rice, you know, being fucking weird. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, it's Tim, a pretty Tim fucked curry. up it's a fucked up music Tim Curry sorry rice yeah. curry it's all part of the same fucking meal I, don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh alright
2: li- listen I gotta wrap it up because I have, I'm I'm going to watch a film now. what
0: yeah. are you watching okay something uh, about watching
2: the, Stalin no, no, no uh, I, I haven't watched that yet that's part of my list but we're watching the good. Joy Lu- we're watching the Joy Luck Club 2 good luck with that
0: come on Chris yeah, yeah. Chris, you're such bullshit, man.
2: No laughs on that one? The Joy Luck Club 2? No. There's
0: no, no, no way. Because you've said, the only one that I'll laugh at continually is the House <laughs> of Sand and 2? Fog 2. That's my favorite one that you did.
2: <laughs> not, not,
0: not
2: Selena
1: 2? Two. Selena, Selena. Not 2 is not funny. Titanic 2. Selena 2. Titanic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> guys, a really funny movie is actually Hamlet Two with Steve Coogan. It's, no, I'm not fucking with you. I'm, oh, it's seriously man. one of the most hilarious movies. You guys know Steve, Steve Coogan? Is that what you said? No, Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan is oh, a Steve British. Steve Coogan. Coogan.
1: Steve Coogan. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Steve Coogan. God,
2: what's he doing?
1: Oh, oh, that's the one where they're making a production. Like it's not. It's like a meta film, or not meta because yes. it's about the theater, but. You know, it's like uh, the it's a movie about producing Hamlet too, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I never That's watched right. it, but I know it it's you're a high
2: school. About. It's a high school. It's like a high school production of Hamlet, and the guy's like, oh, "I'm going to make it interesting. I'm going to I'm going to make it the sequel to Hamlet as a high school production." <laughs> it's yeah. fucking
1: hysterical. It, it was, so it was really uh, uh, it, re- it reminded me of uh, what's that New Zealand show there? uh, uh like the cocklebs. No, no, the Heights, uh, the school, the one that takes place in the school, um, uh, where the guy plays like ten characters. I'm at a loss on this one. Me too. Like something Heights High. Oh, you haven't seen that? Oh, you gotta, you gotta see that, Joe. It's, it's hilarious. It's, it was on HBO. Uh, okay, well I'm we all have, we confused. all have homework. Summer
0: Heights High.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Let me but, check this uh, out. Yeah. I'll have homework to pull away from. It's it's so funny. He plays like four or five different characters, but then he also plays this really flamboyant, uh, effeminate uh, drama teacher who's the best character in the show by far. Okay. But, uh, no, no. Yeah, I think it's Summer Heights High. Yeah. All Check right. It. Well, I it's know I'm It's what very I offensive about. humor.
0: Noted. <laughs> Noted. So, sounds like it'll be right up our alley. Yeah. Uh, there you go. All hey right, guys. Uh,
2: well, are we doing this next
0: Sunday? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the thing, right? Is this is super easy to do? All I do is hit record. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. So, and posting it takes like, I don't know, 20 minutes. So, yeah, if you guys want to do it again next weekend, just let me know. Chris, okay, Did so you far- ever do that report? <laughs> yeah, man. Bruno asked you for the report, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you both. Huh? No, I didn't. Yeah. That's uh, it. I don't have fucking time for this shit.
1: God damn That's it. actually why I'm building a box. It's to keep your report. It's going to be a shadow box, so we can mount it and frame it up on the wall. I'll, we'll polish that box, bro. Keep polishing. Oh, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Buff that box. Buff box,
0: Buff it real good. All right. All right.
2: Uh, I'm off. I put up this podcast later.
0: God damn it, Chris. Fuck. Okay. Yep.
2: Do it. God damn it.
0: All right. See you, See
2: you guys. you guys.